Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this morning. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast president with Cinch IT, Mr. Rick Porter. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? We are doing great, Rick. Uh, but before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Cinch IT? How are you serving folks? Sure, absolutely. So Cinch IT, we actually provide computer support to businesses and businesses only. It's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, everything else gets more complicated from there on how we do it, right? But we do it in uh, uh, kind of what we consider an all-you-can-eat manner. So unlimited support, cybersecurity software provided for them, full consultation, um, a lot of proactive maintenance. Um, but uh, that's exactly what we do. We provide computer support to businesses. And then how, how do you define business? Is it, is it a business of any size? Can it be a one-person solopreneur or is it uh, enterprise-level companies like a Fortune 500? So we work with just about any size business. Our sweet spot is anywhere between 10 to 65 employees. We have uh, employers that have two or three. We have businesses that have two or three people, and we also have businesses that have 600 plus. Uh, so we work with a wide range. Our sweet spot, like I said, is about 10 to 65 doesn't really matter the industry they're in. Um, we work mostly with industries that are heavily compliant. So that might be your healthcare industries, your manufacturing industries, your professional services, legal CPAs, things like that. And then in those cases, like say it's, it might be a, a doctor's office with several doctors, and then you become kind of their help desk for anything uh, computer related? Yeah, absolutely. We consider ourselves part of their team once they come on board with us. So we don't want them to necessarily think of us as outsourced. That's a dirty word nowadays sometimes. But uh, we're just an extension of, of their company. We are their IT department. So we sit in on board meetings if need be. Uh, we meet with our customers regularly. We know what's going on with their business, if they're looking at acquisitions or downsizing or moving offices. So full consulting, we do all the on-site support. We do the remote support, all the proactive maintenance. So yeah, like you said, the help desk and the on-site support, and that CTO-level consulting form as well. Now, um, tell us about how uh, Cinch got started. Did it start as just somebody who was doing this in the local market and said, hey, maybe I can franchise this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We That's ex pretty much exactly how it happened. We started off like most uh, IT companies are out there. Um, just uh, a couple of nerds who, um, you know, like working on computers, building computers and tinkering and things like this. And this was back in 2004. Um, and and our, our industry wasn't a very strong industry. We considered our, so the technical term for us is what's called a managed service provider. Um, in other words, we do everything for them. And that didn't really exist back then. But uh, we were tinkerers and we uh, uh, had a uh, business come to us um, and say, hey, any chance you guys can help us fix a couple of our computers? I know you guys are really good at computers. And we said, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll go out there and help them out. And we did that, and by God, they sent us a check. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're a full-fledged business. We're an IT company. <laughs> and uh, we, and, and so we went into business, and uh, we struggled for you know seven to eight years struggle. We made tons of mistakes, wasted so much money. Um, 
but we learned from them. Eventually, we put together a nice, compelling offering. We learned how to actually sell our services, not just play with computers. And we hired some really great people. And and uh, we saw tremendous success as soon as we put all of those pieces together. And we started to grow. And uh, our customers started out in this Massachusetts area. And they naturally started to spread all over New England, eventually all over the country. And it's mostly due to their own successes. Our customers are what, what propelled our growth. They might be headquarters here in Massachusetts, but they're buying and they're growing. And all of a sudden, a customer that was here and only here is now in 15 states across the U.S. And we're providing support to all of them all across the U.S. Uh, and so we've been very fortunate to work with some really amazing customers um, who have fueled our growth. Um, and that's kind of how we got into franchising, to be honest with you, is uh, we were uh, 2017. I think we were traveling to about 34 different states. Um, to do the boots on the ground work and really help our customers locally. And it was difficult to manage. And we could see that long term, it wasn't a great scalable solution for us to travel all over the place. So we looked at different ways to be able to support our customers better, opening up our own offices uh, and so on and so forth. We hired a lot of consultants. And at the end of the day, we decided franchising was a fantastic model. I personally love the industry. I love the fact that those franchise owners have real skin in the game. They're always going to outproduce any office that I open that's corporately owned uh, because they have skin in the game. And so it was a real natural choice for us. And now we're able to uh, work with our franchise partners uh, to support our clients better as well and, and see the entire brand grow, which was fantastic. Now, when when you were uh, expanding and your clients were like, okay, now we started in Massachusetts, but now we have an office in like Charlotte. And you're like, wow, now I got to go to Charlotte periodically to service that office, <laughs> right? That was probably a pain. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to make an offering for a franchisee in Charlotte. Do you give them kind of a built-in client base already with the existing clients? Is that part of the arrangement? Yeah. So the arrangement is, is obviously, you know, they're going to do their traditional work. So we, we do a very extensive training program. That involves both the sales and the local marketing side, and how to win customers, and and how to sell the you know sell the product, the offering. Uh, but then we ask, we absolutely have that revenue sharing model where you know if I have a customer that happens to have a satellite office in Charlotte, I can absolutely call up my Charlotte franchisee and say, hey, um, I got a customer who needs some help on sites. Would you mind being boots on the ground? There's a revenue share opportunity for the time that they spend, so they actually do get to make additional revenue. Um, off of the other franchise partners, which is um, pretty interesting. And it's a, it's a great resource for our franchise partners. Now, how did you develop that system? Because that is kind of a little different than a lot of franchises. How did you come up with something that everybody, you know, was high-fiving at the end of the day? Um, mostly because it's uh, our franchise model is really designed for sales professionals, right? Um, and it, that's a lot different than most of them that are out there. And the and the sales professionals, they're going in and they're meeting with business owners uh, and they're trying to get into some of these larger accounts. And that's a pretty common question. You know, when we meet with these larger accounts, it's, hey, I have 15 locations across the country. Are you going to be able to support them? And it's, it's, it's really nice for them to be able to say, absolutely, we can. We can manage your headquarters office because we are right here, hyper local to you. But also we have partners in all of these locations that might be able to help you out. And obviously, we're an emerging franchise, so we do not have locations everywhere. But we're very transparent and say this is where we do have them. Um, and we're growing, 
a growing franchise. So it's for them, it's an easy conversation to have. Um, it's a great opportunity for them to get in the doors with these larger clients. So they look at it as an extreme benefit, not just from a revenue standpoint, but it helps open a lot of doors that they wouldn't normally have if they were just a local computer company in their market without those resources. Now, you mentioned sales professionals as uh, part of the persona of a franchisee. How did you land on that and not uh, the, the like the more obvious person, the, you know, the, like you said, the nerd the or the person, the, te- the tech person? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we use the word nerd lovingly around here. So <laughs> um, honestly, it, it comes down to a couple things. Um, when we decided that we were going to go forward and launch the franchise model, we looked at how are we going to create that system? How are we going to create the model? What's the offering going to be? Um, and what we decided to do is actually not look at our competition whatsoever just yet, not do that competitor analysis. What we instead did is we said, okay, if we were to start our own computer company tomorrow, what are the all the obstacles that we would be faced with? And let's overcome every single one of them. And if we can do that, that's a really compelling franchise offering. And so that's what we did. And we didn't even get into the competitor analysis until after. One of the things we actually we learned along the way, and this is pretty pretty well known in our industry nowadays, is that most IT companies are technical owned and operated by technical professionals mm-hmm. um, for one reason or another, right? Maybe they were laid off and started their own business. They graduated college. They wanted to have, be an entrepreneur right away. It was your path. It was the path that you were on when you were in your, when you started, it was like, you know, you yeah, had these it, skills. <laughs> Somebody said, Hey, can you do this work? And you're like, Hey, I'm in business. And now, now yep. I'm doing it for other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I, I can tell you that I actually remember the exact minute where it clicked with me that that's our ideal persona. I was at a conference just for IT professionals. There was probably close to 1,200 people in the audience, all business owners of all computer companies. And the speaker was on stage and they were trying, they were going to be talking about how to sell better and how to create sales teams because it's really important in our industry. One of the things they did is they said, okay, those 1,200 business owners here, raise your hand if you guys do over a million dollars in your single unit. And there's only like, you know, 30 of us maybe that raised our hands. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, do you all have salespeople? Leave your hands up if you do, put your hands down if you don't. And of course, we all had salespeople. We all raised our hands. And they said, all right, everybody else, put your hand up now. They did. And they said, keep your hand up if you have salespeople. The whole room put their hands down. The interesting part is there's tons of brilliant technicians out there what they what what the issue is is it's a different type of personality that word that i use lovingly nerds nerds aren't necessarily always people person they're not always great salespeople. and being able to actually sell your services build those relationships with your clients is actually kind of that missing piece that gets you over that million dollar cap in our industry into some really really great revenue uh numbers and so what we did is we put together a model that has us actually assisting the franchisees with a large, large portion of the technical piece so that the franchise owners can actually be that sales professional. And they will hire their technicians to take care of their customers locally for sure. Um, But we actually take care of a lot of the technical work for them. So it's a really great opportunity. And the ideal candidate for us is somebody who's really good with people who has some business to business sales experience. So if they have business to business sales experience, they know that you're handling a, a large portion of the servicing of the accounts, really, 
and that they're just kind of the boots on the ground. They're schmoozing. They're you know meeting people. They're going to the networking. They're doing that kind of B two B sales stuff, right? And they know that you got it. That you're handling kind of the heavy lifting of the, anything technical, and then it, they have to additionally hire a handful of people that are the boots on the ground that have to physically go into a location and help if that's needed. But you probably can handle a lot of the work remotely, I would imagine, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Statistically, um, since we've launched our franchise model, we've uh, we've handled 95% or more of all the technical issues. So talk about an incredibly scalable um, you know, unit economics for a franchise you know, they, one technician can really handle quite a few customers when when HQ is handling ninety five percent of the work. Wow! So then you so when your business changed um, when you moved into the franchise model as more of this kind of support and servicing, and then having a really tight back office systems that you can handle all because now you're handling everybody's clients right all over the country. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We have a centralized help desk that handles help desk for all of our franchisees all across the country which is phenomenal and it's incredibly rare. It's a very unique model um, in the computer in the computer services industry. A lot of people, if they want something similar, they're outsourcing to a third party. And this is, in my opinion, of course, it's, it's brilliant. It's our customers or your customers. It's our reputation, our brands, both ways. It's a very, very synergistic relationship. Now, you're handling a lot of the technical expertise. Are you helping them with the local marketing or is that pretty much that's the only thing left for them to do? Um, so we do, we do, it's, I would say it's split. So what we do is we do a lot of coaching on the sales side um, as far as the type of local marketing efforts they're going to make, whether that's, um, so we have one we call tier partner meeting. So we teach them how to connect with tier one partners. Tier one partners would be their customers or all, could also be our customers and vice versa. Uh, we coach them up on, on networking and techniques for things like walk-ins and cold calls for that local, local marketing. And then we also help on the grand, uh, on the, you know, the larger picture side of things. So we help, we actually build their uh, local websites for them. We launch re, uh, remarketing campaigns related to their pages. Uh, we handle their social media for them. We do on the social media side, we do a lot of things like celebrity campaigns, helping them become quote unquote, kind of, you know, local celebrities in their market by winning awards and helping with their reputation management, things like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of press releases for them. And our franchisees love our marketing department. We do a ton of ad design and print marketing material and stuff like that for them. So it's definitely a combined effort. They're the boots on the ground doing the marketing, but we try to do a lot of behind the scenes digital marketing for them in their local markets. And then how are you identifying that um, sales professional? Is it, do, They don't have to even have sold IT before, I would imagine. They just have to be a good B2B salesperson? That's absolutely right. If you were to ask me, like, who's your absolute ideal candidate, you know, it's that ADP sales rep, right? Or that paycheck sales rep, somebody selling payroll. That's a great, great, you know, individual that, that would do phenomenally well. Why? Because they're selling a product like payroll. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but right. Sometimes to an extent, payroll is payroll. Everybody's going to do a good job. It's about customer service, not necessarily the product and the prices are all pretty similar. The same, man, if you can sell payroll, I feel like you can sell anything Right. <laughs> and you have great B2B relationships already. So that's an ideal candidate. We absolutely can train the technical pieces that you need to know in order to be able to sell the product really, really well. But that's why you have a tech in your local market as well. And you have us here at 
HQ to be able to guide you and advise you and say, okay, this is, let's, let's talk about what might be in the best interest of your customer. So constantly coaching them as well. In the wonderful world of technology, we never stop learning. Whatever we learned last week is going to be obsolete in about three to six months. So <laughs> always doing continued education. Now, is that one of the challenges of the local person when they start meeting with these higher level people and they are getting asked questions about, you know, oh, this cybersecurity risk or this was in the news and like how kind of uh, knowledgeable do they have to be in order to have those uh, conversations with the, maybe the person that is making this kind of buying decision? Yeah, the truth is, is they don't have to be incredibly, you know, incredibly knowledgeable whatsoever. Um, for a couple reasons, but our goal through the training program is to, is to make them, is to really educate them on the products that they, they have, the challenges that are in the market and how to overcome them. But when they graduate, they always feel very comfortable because there's so much to learn, but they have two major things. One, when they're talking with that customer for the first time, they're not alone. Their tech that they're hiring in their local market usually comes with them to that first, we call it an assessment, to that first assessment. So when a technical question is asked, they should be given the right answer. If they don't know, hey, I don't know, but I can get you that answer. My tech is here with me. They're a lot more technical. They have a lot more technical aptitude and experience. They can help answer that question. At the end of the day, they always have us to be able to fall back on. So the funny thing is, is once you become a client, like I said, 95% of the work gets done by HQ, usually through the help desk. So oftentimes, if a question is asked to one of the sales professionals, they can say, you know what? I'm actually not sure. Let's put a call into the help desk and ask that question. And now they're talking with a technical professional who can better answer that question. So there's our industry. If you, you're never going to know everything and you don't need to, don't need to, you can absolutely tell them, Hey, I'm here to service your account, get you what you need when you need it. Um, and I have resources to get you the answer to any technical question you ever have. Now, when you're talking to that person, that's the payroll person and maybe has a job in payroll and now you're offering them this business, this opportunity to have their own business, um, do they, it, you know, while that they um, eventually feel confident that any question can be answered by their team, is it you have to get over a little bit of a hump emotionally for them to not have some imposter syndrome that, you know, maybe I can't, you know, I'm not smart enough to do this or I don't have that kind of technical knowledge like they they have to believe what you're saying at some point in order to do this yeah, but absolutely. is that like an emotional kind of challenge of the selling to get them to believe that they can do this yeah absolutely and here's the thing if you ask me to sell payroll tomorrow i'd feel the same way right there's a lot of legal and technical questions that i wouldn't know about payroll um, it's, you got to go through that training process you got to learn that information we have a lot of tools as well that we use that will help populate a lot of those questions and make you feel at ease. When they're doing their presentations, they're not winging it by any means. We have tools to help them prepare professional presentations and say, here's um, here's a, an audit that we did and here's something that we discovered that needs improvement and here's ways to improve it. Um, a lot of the software we use will actually give you that information. But yeah, absolutely. It's like anything else that's new. You got to learn it until you're comfortable with it. Um, yeah. Nothing better than a franchise model. I think that's the beauty of any franchise in any industry is you have that support, you have that training, and you have that ongoing relationship with the franchisor to be able to fall back on and ask questions. Um, like I said, whew, if I tried to sell payroll tomorrow, I'd, pre I'd be pretty nervous as well. <laughs> now, uh, for you, uh, you said you're emerging franchise. What do you need more of right now? 
Um, honestly, what we're doing is because we're headquartered in Massachusetts, we're trying to grow, grow strategically on the East Coast. Um, we are talking to people all across the country, but we're strategically trying to grow and expand mostly on the East Coast. We're working our way down into the Florida markets and even over into Texas right now. Um, but we're looking for sales professionals um, throughout the country, preferably right now the East Coast, that really want to get into, um, they want to get in and own their own business, and they have that entrepreneurial drive, and they they love sales, and they, if they've done B two B, even better. Um, but that's what we're looking for: some really good, great partners on the East Coast right now. And how are you going about identifying these payroll people? How do you reach out to them and find them? So we've done a couple different methods. Um, our website and our SEO efforts are by far probably one of the number one ways people happen to find us. Um, we also do a lot on social media. So we'll do a lot of social media, both targeted ads um, and just generic general ads. Um, we're also um, utilizing uh, a couple portals that we've done. We're partnered with VetFran um, because we really like some of uh, the uh, you know, veteran candidates as well. I think they're phenomenal and great franchise owners. Um, traditional press releases, stuff like that. But uh, one of the fun ones is uh, that we've been doing is a LinkedIn in-mail has worked really, really well to help us identify ex the exact candidate we want. That's been um, That's worked very well for us in probably the last six months specifically. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. Oh, I appreciate it. We're we're just getting started. We got a lot of work to do, but uh, so far so good. And it's it's uh, nice and reassuring to see, you know, when we meet with sales professionals that are interested in the model and to see it succeed in the model is phenomenal. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, uh, what's the website for potential franchisees? Uh, it's cinchfranchise.com, C-I-N-C-H, franchise.com. There is a tons of information out there, and you can even contact us directly through the website. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Pate, and we will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.